Francis says that the sacrament of penance and reconciliation flows directly from the Paschal mystery. In fact, on the evening of Easter, the Lord appeared to the disciples who were locked in the upper room, and after addressing them with the greeting, Peace be with you, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. This passage reveals to us the most profound dynamic contained in the sacrament. Over the years, it seems the sacrament has gone by many names. According to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it has been called the sacrament of penance since it consecrates the Christian sinner's personal and ecclesial steps of conversion, penance, and satisfaction. It is called the sacrament of confession since the disclosure or confessions of sins to a priest is an essential element of this sacrament. In a profound sense, it is also a confession, an acknowledgement and praise of the holiness of God and his mercy towards sinful man. It is called the sacrament of forgiveness, since by the priest's sacramental absolution, God grants the penitent pardon and peace. It is called the Sacrament of Reconciliation because it imparts to the sinner the love of God who reconciles. We invite you to join Cardinal Collins in this final talk of our mission as he explores the gift that is the Sacrament of Penance and Reconciliation. In the first two talks of this mission, we meditated on two of the penitential psalms, Psalms 32 and 51, which help us, especially in Lent, to recognize our need to be accountable for our sins and to turn to God in repentance, so that we may be prepared to receive his forgiveness as he rescues us from our sins and surrounds us with cries of deliverance. In talk three, we saw that if we are to take the pathway to repentance, we need to have an accurate and well-tuned conscience so that we can distinguish between those actions that are good and those actions that are evil. Then we are ready to repent of the evil, as Jesus calls us to do at the start of the gospel. 
Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. In this final talk of our mission, I will speak about how we can most fruitfully receive the great sacrament of penance and reconciliation. To begin, let us answer some basic questions and then go through what happens when we receive the sacrament. Why go to confession since we can ask God's forgiveness at any time? People have always asked God for forgiveness for their sins and we need to do it all the time in the silence of our hearts and especially in our times of prayer. We begin each mass with Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. But in the sacrament of reconciliation, Jesus gave us the opportunity to experience the act of God's forgiveness personally, directly, and in a human way. Think of the sinners in the gospels who came to Jesus. They had already asked forgiveness in their hearts, but by personally coming to Jesus, they could hear the words of forgiveness and know that at this particular place, at this particular moment, they were being forgiven by God and could go in peace. To the sinful woman who anointed Jesus' feet in Luke chapter seven, our Lord says, your sins are forgiven. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. In the sacrament of reconciliation, we can have the same experience as that of those sinners we read about in the gospels because Jesus acts through the priest to personally forgive us by his divine power, and yet in a human way, as we read in John chapter 20. Jesus said to them again, peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. That is what sacraments are. God acting in a human way through human signs. In a sense, Jesus himself is the ultimate sacrament. God coming to us, down to our level, in a human way, as Paul explains in his letter to the Philippians in chapter 2. Jesus, though he was in the form of God, did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited, but emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, being born in human likeness. And being found in human form, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Why go to confession to a priest? All sins affect all of us. Even the most secret sins affect the life of the body of Christ, which is the church. It is a source of disunity when any disciple of Jesus breaks from the will of the Heavenly Father. If the sin is serious, we who are divided from Christ and his community should not receive the sacrament of unity, the Eucharist. We confess our sins to and receive absolution from 
the one who celebrates the Eucharist, the sacrament of unity, either a bishop or a priest. What are the benefits of confessing our sins? Though the absolution is the heart of the sacrament, because that is when God forgives us through the ministry of the priest, the usual preparation for it is confession, in which we tell our sins to the priest. When we say, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, we can see and acknowledge our moral responsibility, see how to live better and have more compassion for others. It also helps the priest to offer us spiritual advice. How often should I receive the sacrament? Regularly. It is good to break up our life into small pieces. Don't worry if you think I'm always confessing the same sins. Each of us has particular personal patterns of temptation and weakness with which we struggle throughout life. And in the struggle again and again come for forgiveness to the Lord and so grow in humility and compassion. How do I do long-range preparation for the sacrament? In our earlier talks, we discussed the importance of a daily practice of examining our conscience. We can briefly but honestly review the day and note any ways in which you have sinned against God or neighbor. Throughout the day, it is good to regularly express awareness of God's mercy, perhaps through prayers such as the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. It is also good to do this when facing temptation or when aware of having sinned. What is the immediate preparation for the sacrament? Come to church and spend a few minutes before receiving the sacrament of penance praying quietly before our Lord in the Holy Eucharist. This is also a good time to pray the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Pray Psalm 32 or Psalm 51, which speak of honest repentance and God's loving forgiveness. Read the parable of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15. How do I start my confession? We'll begin with, bless me, Father, for I have sinned, which certainly gets to the point. Then say how long it has been since your last confession. This helps the priest understand the context of your confession and can help him to give you better spiritual advice. It is true for each of us to say that I am a sinner, but we also need to be more particular because we live through particular actions. But if we consider only the actions and not the deeper roots, we will not see how to grow closer to God. So for example, one might say, I'm struggling with pride, and that has led me to speak negatively about a coworker I look down on because of my pride. Confession is not a memory test. Any sins forgotten are forgiven. It is to help us to prepare for the gift of the mercy of God. As a practical point, it is good to say at the end of the confession, for these and any other sins I cannot remember, I am truly sorry. This includes all your sins, and as a practical point, tells the priest that you are finished. What does it mean to receive a penance from the priest? The priest will give you a penance, usually a prayer of some kind, 
which is a way in which you can express your sorrow for your sins. What is an act of contrition? After the penance, the priest will ask you to make an act of contrition or prayer of sorrow. There are many different acts of contrition. If the penitent is not familiar with one, I suggest this very basic one. Oh my God, I'm sorry for my sins. And with your help, I will try not to sin again. Here is a fuller one that I use myself. Oh my God, I am heartily sorry for having offended thee. And I detest all of my sins because of thy just punishment, but most of all, because he offend thee, my God, who art all good and deserving of all my love. I firmly resolve with the help of thy grace to sin no more and to avoid the near occasions of sin. What is absolution? Consider the words by which, through the ministry of the priest, Jesus forgives us. God the Father of mercies, through the death and resurrection of his Son, Jesus Christ, has reconciled the world to himself and sent the Holy Spirit among us for the forgiveness of sins. Through the ministry of the church, may God give you pardon and peace. And then the priest says these words of absolution, and I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What happens after the sacrament? When we complete our penance, we set out on the next portion of our journey of faith, at one with God, and blessed with a deeper understanding of our frailty and the need for his grace. The struggle continues, for we still face the many temptations of life and will need again and again to return to receive the mercy of God. But through the sacramental experience of that divine mercy, we slowly become more humble, more compassionate, more supple instruments of God's grace in our baptismal mission of discipleship. The priest may conclude with this beautiful prayer, which I offer for you now. May the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and of all the saints, whatever good you do and suffering you endure, heal your sins, help you to grow in holiness, and reward you with eternal life. Go in peace.